0: senator chapin rose with us this morning chapin how are you sir
1: what's up guys how are you what's you're good, good morning outside.
0: glad to have you with us this morning
1: what's going on yeah well just uh kind of the summer dry spell right before all the campaigns kick <laughs> into hyper here, here yeah another, that's another for sure months, uh, yeah so uh yeah i mean it's just uh kids getting ready to go to school got one going to college, uh, et cetera. It's a wild time, but it's a beautiful yeah. day outside. So, Yes, sir. Not, not much going on. Yeah, go ahead.
0: What's going on over at Muhammad lately with the gas company and that whole situation?
1: Yeah, well, um, the attorney general settled the uh, lawsuit, um, which <laughs> everybody made out except the homeowners who still can't drink their water. Okay. So, um, he entered an agreed order with people's gas that uh you know even the u of i got money out of the deal and uh but what didn't get done is um you know the some of the families up there still can't actually drink their water and mm-hmm. the one thing that we've been saying for five years the quickest easiest way to get any relief um you know to solve this was to extend water lines north from the same valley public water district all the way up to to, um, you know, it's only, well, it's, not only, it's a couple miles up there, mm-hmm. but, you know, take clean water lines up and hook people up and have fresh potable water you can drink and, you know, bathe in, et cetera. And instead, you know, people are going to be entitled to bottled water service, um, you know, once a week to come out and bring you water to your house. <laughs> um, they're going to get, um, you know, water uh, purifiers and filtration systems, which, you know, work for some people. Um, although, um, you know, it's, again, it's not the same thing as just being able to turn on the tap. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, to me, the first goal here should have been to help the people who are impacted yeah. and five years later, um, you know, Attorney General Rowell settles the suit without, um, you know, with, without getting these people clean water. And I just think that's terrible. Um, by another, and by the way, this isn't the taxpayers to pay for, but people's gas should pay for these water lines. But I had um, three years ago thrown money into the state budget to, to bring water lines up, at least start that process. It would have paid for phase one of the process three years ago mm-hmm. to get water lines up there. And Governor Pritzker hasn't authorized the spending. Um, you know, three years later, he still doesn't authorize the spending. So, um, you know, all around, um, I I don't know who, um, you know, at some level, I just feel bad for these folks. You know, it's not their fault. They didn't cause it. You guys are good downstate guys that know that, um, you know, that know that if you break it, you fix it. Right. And people's gas broke it and people's gas isn't fixing it. And, you know, instead of helping people attorney general, um, you know, uh, helps governments, by finding people's gas and, and sending that money to government, uh, you know, and then, uh, and by the way, I do appreciate the efforts of the U of I the Prairie Research Institute, the U of I, they did a great job. And, and I'm not complaining that they're getting reimbursed for their efforts because they put a lot of time and energy into this. And that's wonderful. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's these people that are impacted.
0: And how, how, many families are, failed. Failed. how many families are we looking at up there that are affected by this? Well,
1: you know, that's a good question. And one of the problems in saying that is that this is a, a, a bubble of gas in water below ground floating around. Right. Mm-hmm. So just because you have a problem today doesn't mean you won't. You know, you, you'll have a problem tomorrow. And just because you don't have a problem today doesn't mean you won't have a problem tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So you could say, you know, 20-odd. But here's the problem. It's not so much the numerical quantity of families. You're talking about an area up there of impacted homes that's, you know, a couple miles by a couple miles. Okay. So you've got hundreds of homes inside that area. And, again, this is a gas bubble in water. So it's just floating around out there below ground. So it, it could pop up tomorrow in somebody else as well, anywhere in that kind of general area. Mm-hmm. That's the real problem. So it's not, you know, you can't just say, oh, and first of all, if you're one of those 20 people that hasn't been able to drink water to your tap for five years, that's a pretty important deal to you.
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> you that's, know? Right.
1: You know? that's right. That's so, right. You know, if it's just, if it's one, it's too many. Um, but, it, you know, really it really has this potential to, you know, kind of float around out there and impact other people over time. And, you know, they're going to put vent wells in and that's great and all, but it's going to take, you know, 20 to 50 years to, you know, remediate. And, and by the way, in some cases the the purification filtration systems don't seem to work at all for some of these folks. So, no. um, you know, again, it, it, whether it's Kwame Rule who's, you know, failed to put people over government um, agencies, I, I just, I don't, I mean, you have one job, and that's to help the citizens of Illinois, and he failed. You know, and then the second thing is, you know, you've got Pritzker out here who's had the ability for three years to extend, um, you know, water lines, and he hasn't done that either. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what this magic spell is that people's gas has over Chicago Democrats, but it's, you know, something. Yeah.
0: What's, uh, what's up with Darren Bailey? We haven't heard from him lately.
1: Oh, so you've heard from him. He's just the media won't won't. won't <laughs> the pray. media, the media won't cover him. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you know, in in I was reading an article on this yesterday. You know, increasingly, politicians just aren't even talking with the media because the media is—it's like it's like in the pre-Civil War days when you had you know the local Republican paper and the local Democrat paper, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like I, I go through these areas like when I first ran for office, the Monticello uh, Journal was called mm-hmm. the Monticello Journal Republican, right? Okay. Or the Toledo Democrat, yeah, you know, the Toledo Democrat, and these are all throwbacks to. You know, 150 years ago, when when you had you know news sources that were based upon point of view uh, and, and party affiliation, and, and you know, and then you look at Fox versus MSNBC today. You know, you're almost back to that point. So mm-hmm. if you're not already on one side watching your news source. You never hear from the other side. And quite frankly, I just think it's utterly poisonous for democracy.
0: You know, know, with all the additional television networks and the the different newspapers out there and everything else, you'd think the situation would be a lot better than it was then.
1: But but it's not, is it? Well, you add your Facebook to you where you're only getting content. I mean, you're in your own personal echo chamber, right? Yeah. The only people on your Facebook and your phone and your social media— accounts already agree with you. So, you know, you're sitting there looking at you know, everybody that you know because everybody that's coming through your feed on your phone, you know, was a Hillary Clinton supporter. Well, obviously Hillary Clinton won the election. You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, everybody you know because everybody's coming through your phone on your feed is a Trump supporter. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Well, obviously. And it just we have dialed each other into our own little echo chambers where where all we hear is people who agree with us and that's just not healthy because you don't especially like you look at our kids today, you don't learn how to resolve disagreement in a healthy way. Um, you know, health, healthy disagreements are okay. Healthy disagreements and are necessary to function in life, but you settle them in healthy ways like at the ballot box, not through violence. And I, you know, and I just, you, you look at this, Crazy uptick of violence on on you know uh, in our country, and it's you know people who simply are so stuck in their way in their own little echo chamber they can't possibly conceive of the fact that someone else might have a different opinion. so anyway, um I got to run here, guys, but anything else going on?
0: well, I was just gonna ask you real quick, Chapin about uh, governor pritzker is he has he got his eyes on the presidency, you think? Is that where he's going? Oh, I-
1: no doubt. Yeah. I mean, he's, well, dude, the guy was in Florida fundraising, you know, and got COVID, you know, he's been out to, you know, all the, he's hitting all the presidential primary states that, it, that that's all this experiment is called Illinois governor has ever been for him mm-hmm. a stepping stone. And that's the problem. I mean, little things like getting water to people in Muhammad don't matter when you're worried more about what's going on in New Hampshire than you are about what's going on in, you know, Champaign County mm-hmm. water supply. So, but the sooner he gets out of that, that out of the system, the better for all of us.
0: (laughs) All right. Thank you, Chapin. We appreciate it. Colana. Okay. Be good. We got more coming up on DWS.